With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for another episode of Bad Language. My name is Brian Anthony Davis, the podcast producer here at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and the draft is now over. Yes, all this lead up to the 2022 draft, and now, after three days, it's all over, but the second guessing, or the celebrating, it just depends who you are. But there's so much to digest when it comes to this draft. And if you want to digest, if you want to understand this draft more and more, that's what BTSC is for. BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, on the editorial side, with Jeff Hartman, the senior editor, Dave Schofield, the editor. Those guys put together a fantastic editorial side. That's where I got my start. That's where all of your podcasters here got their start. It is a fantastic way to go if you like to read about the Pittsburgh Steelers. And reading is cool. So definitely do that. That's how I was a fan of the site before I became a part of the site. Didn't know much about it. Then I ran into Jeff. And next thing you know, six days later, I write my first article. And now I'm on the podcast side of it. And so with the podcast side, we run three original shows every single day. Now, over the weekend, we ran two shows for each draft pick. So we made sure that you got the news first and you knew everything you needed to know about the new Pittsburgh Steelers draft picks. And with that, we had roundtables, we had wrap-ups, we had breaking news. So, so much work over the weekend, but it is a labor of love because it's fantastic I've been watching the draft since I was probably about 14 years old, and I loved every single minute of it. I didn't know much about these guys. Now that I'm with BTSC, I know so much more than I even did about six years ago. I now know about these prospects because I have to know about these prospects. And it's fun to be able to do this for a little more than a hobby. And so that's what we're doing here at BTSC. It is absolutely so much fun. I want to thank everybody who had a chance to check us out over the weekend. We had a record number of downloads. And I don't mind saying that because that means that we are putting out the product and you are checking it out and you're absorbing it 
and it means that we can keep going. So thank you so much for being a part of it. As far as the draft coverage, as the podcast producer, I have to thank everybody involved. Man, we had, I'd say 95% of the podcast team show up and work out on whether it was a roundtable, on whether it was just our Zoom meetings. We had Zoom meetings. It was great. We just had a Zoom room where we talked about the draft together and we were able to discuss it. And if you'd like to hear a little bit about that, check out Friday's edition of Let's Ride, where we were just checking out. We were, as fans, looking at the number one pick as it happened in Kenny Pickett. And our reactions varied. Some of us loved it. Some of us aren't ready yet to absorb it absorb it because we just don't know enough about it. Some of us, mostly fans, aren't satisfied with it because they thought they could do more. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today on bad language. <sighs> People have been asking me, bad, what do you think about the draft? Flat out. I think it was a Steelers draft. I know you're probably sick of me saying they know what they're doing, but you know what? They know what they're doing. Their draft success rate is the best in the AFC over the last 20 years. And that's been the Kevin Colbert era. It has also been probably top 4% in the entire NFL. Or actually, let's just say top four out of the 32. I'm not going to do the fractions. I guess the top, the eighth, the top eighth of the NFL, if that's correct. But I've never been good in fractions, so I apologize with that. But all I'm going to say is when you look at this, that's pretty darn good. Over the years, and they've done some things in this draft that a lot of people didn't want them to do. They did some things that people were excited about, and we're going to talk about all of that. But you've got to remember that they've got a plan and they stuck with it. And you're going to say, but bad, they could have waited. They could have done this. They should have done this. Should have they? It's their business to run. We're just fans of it. We're consumers of the Pittsburgh Steelers, just like. Man, if you go to Applebee's or you go to Arby's, are you going to tell them how to run it? Now, you can. And they're going to do everything they can do to make you happy so you keep coming back. But a professional football team is a little bit different than that. They've got to run it as a business, and we've got to accept it on the other side of the equation. We've got people that are disappointed. And that's fans in Steeler Nation that every single year when they do not win the Super Bowl, it's a disappointment. But when you think about it, the Pittsburgh Steelers, six Super Bowls, the New England Patriots, six Super Bowls, they've won it more than anybody else. And that means if they're a disappointment, then what are the other teams? What are the Detroit Lions who have not only never won a Super Bowl, never been to one? Cleveland Browns, when it's brown, flush it down. Well, we've never been able to see them being flushed down in the Super Bowl. They've never been there. Never. So you know, think about these things. We want them to succeed. We live vicariously through them, and that's what we do as fans. 
fan, short of fanatic. We know that. We've heard people say that throughout the years. I know Colin Coward, who I abhor, but I think he's smart sometimes. I just abhor him because I don't like his delivery. He says that, and that's one of the things that I'll always take away. We've got to understand that we don't call the shots. And we don't call the shots because we're not qualified. I don't call the shots. Man, I'm barely qualified to call the own shots in my household. But when I see a guy pop up throughout the years, I remember not being excited about Casey Hampton. Oh, they got this nose tackle guy. (laughs) That's not a sexy position. Nothing sexy about Casey Hampton. Sorry, Casey. I apologize. But nothing was sexy about that pick. They traded down. They still got the guy they wanted. Next thing you know, he's had a Steeler Hall of Fame career. Not an NFL Hall of Fame career, but he's definitely going to be in the Hall of Honor someday. That's how great Casey Hampton was for this franchise. I don't know if they win those Super Bowls without Big Snack. I wasn't excited about it. If you didn't know who Rod Woodson was, or Lewis Lips, or even Ben Roethlisberger, there are people despondent when they drafted Ben Roethlisberger because he wasn't Eli Manning. He wasn't Phillip Rivers. He went 11th. He was the third quarterback taken, so must not be that good if he's the third one taken. I will say that he's probably going to be the first Hall of Famer from that class, unless Eli gets in first just because of when he retired. Same with Phillip Rivers, but it doesn't matter. He's the most accomplished as far as stats. Now he has the same number of Super Bowls. He's more conference championships than Eli Manning. But that means he lost in the Super Bowl and Eli Manning never did. But that's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is people weren't satisfied with that pick either. There's always going to be some people that aren't satisfied. We want the sexy names that we know. Everybody's looking at the Baltimore Ravens draft, me included, saying, wow, they had a great draft. You know why? Because they draft familiar names. They draft the guys that get a lot of publicity. They did that last year, too. Now, was that draft as great as it could have been last year? Did it translate into them going to the playoffs? No. It translated them into them drafting 14th. They draft well, but it doesn't always end up well. You can win this draft on paper, but paper's not... <laughs> Man, do you have paper? Do you have cardstock going up against copy paper? No, you don't. There are a lot of thoughts on this draft, and I'm going to listen to every single one of them. That's what their sh- our shows are going to be about the, probably the next week. It's all going to be about this draft as we move into other things. There's going to be a lot of opinions, and you're going to hear our opinions does not mean that your opinions don't count. I'm just trying to make you understand that we got to think about a few things when we criticize right away the draft. So I want to look at another opinion first. And as we do every single week, we go across the pond and we talk to the posh, sophisticated Owen David. 
Owen David Britsburg Owen is going to give us his thoughts about the NFL draft and his first time with BTSC with the NFL draft. Owen, what's on your mind, my friend? Hello, BTSC. Hello, bad, my main man. <clears throat> talking to you, this is Pittsburgh Owen, voice from across the pond, talking to you live here in the UK. Well, live when I'm doing this anyway. So, guys, what a crazy few days this has been. You know, the draft since Thursday, it's been absolutely mental. Trades galore. It's been crazy times. It's been busy times for us, for those of us who talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers and about the NFL as well. Absolutely crazy times. You know, I've been busy. Uh, doing some bits and pieces which I've loved for BTSC as well as working on my own YouTube channel Britsburg Owen Voice from across the pond sorry for the little cheeky plug there bad so guys fans second guessing the draft you know it does really annoy me sometimes that um, rather than saying you know to these new Pittsburgh Steelers these seven new Pittsburgh Steelers Kenny Pickett uh, George Pickens DeMarvin Leal Calvin Austin Connor Hayward Mark Robinson and of course, uh, Chris Oladukun as well. Rather than saying, you know, welcome to Pittsburgh, guys. You are now a black and gold hero. You are now a Steeler. Probably something that, you know, a lot of us have dreamed about all our lives representing the Pittsburgh Steelers. We say, why? We say, why him? We say, but this wide receiver was better. This quarterback was better. This defensive lineman was better. Why have we picked him? He's so small. He's too slow. He's not up to it. He's got bad character. He's got a bad attitude. You know, as fans, I think fans are guilty of saying that so much and, you know, becoming couch Colbert's, you know, what makes them think that they're any better or they are better at all than a guy who's been doing a fantastic job for 22 years, a guy who's won two Super Bowls, the guy who has worked with Coach Carroll, with Coach Tomlin, who has done an amazing job of keeping the Pittsburgh Steelers competitive. I mean, last 15 seasons, we have not had a losing season. His draft picks, his free agency work has helped contribute to that thing. And here we are, some fans second-guessing Colbert, second-guessing Tomlin, saying, why did you pick him? Why him? What a waste of a pick that is. What, what, do, what do they know? You know, do they have scouts that go out and watch games? Do they sit there and pour over hours of tape? Do they go to college games all over the USA and watch these college prospects come up? No, of course they don't. They listen to analysts on the telly. That's what they do. They listen to the likes of Adam Schefter, Tom Pelissero, Ian Rappaport, uh, Pete Schrager, Kyle Brandt. People of that caliber, that's who they listen to, Mel Kuyper Jr., and they take what they say as gospel. And if they say that this quarterback's not good enough, then, well, then this quarterback isn't good enough. And if they say this is the must-have wide receiver and this one isn't, then that is gospel. Well, I think we believe the media too much. And I think, you know, if I'm, you know, not no, you know, not a fan of Donald Trump, but there's a lot of fake news out there, guys, isn't there? A lot of fake news. So why are we second-guessing the picks that we've made in this draft? Why are we saying that George Pickens, for example, is a dodgy character and he has, he's been injured too much, when actually, if you look back at this guy's statistics, this guy's figures, this guy's facts on paper, if he had not had that injury in season in 2021, he actually would have gone in the first round. He is a potential wide receiver one. He had the talent to be every bit as good as Drake London, Chris Olave, Jameson Williams. That's how good this guy is. So don't second guess what Kevin Colbert's been thinking or what Mike Tomlin's thinking. These guys have watched this player. They know what they're looking for, guys. They know far more than we do. They know a lot more than we do. 
And also DeMarvin Leal. DeMarvin Leal was grading as a first rounder not so long back. Yes, he didn't test very well, but once again, we listened, don't we, to the media analysts rather than actually letting the Pittsburgh Steelers GM and the Pittsburgh Steelers scouts and the Pittsburgh Steelers head coach get on with their job and actually pick players that they know are going to work in the Pittsburgh Steelers system. I think that's something else we underestimate. We say, why this guy? Well, they don't just look at obviously this guy's talent, which obviously he has to have to get in the NFL. They also look, does he fit with the Pittsburgh Steelers system? Is he a Pittsburgh Steelers type player? That's what they've got to look for. It's no good going out there and drafting this big I am who then comes in and actually ruins the locker room. That's not what you want. That's not who we are as Pittsburgh Steelers, are we? We are a family. We are a community. And that's the sort of players we are looking for. You know, I'm not going to pretend that sometimes I don't do that. You know, God, we all do that, don't we? We all second guess not only ourselves, but what other people do. When the Kenny Pickett pick was made in round one, I've got to say, you know, I was not happy to start off with. I felt like a kid who got bad Christmas presents. I'd wanted a bike, but I'd got socks. Um, that's because I felt that there were better options out there. Uh, not a quarterback, so I was not a fan of taking a quarterback in the first round. Anyway, I wanted someone like a Devin Lloyd, for example, Lewis Seen, Andrew Booth Jr., someone like that in the first round. But, you know, sitting back and looking now and actually listening and actually taking time in the calm of things to think about what I was saying and what I was thinking. I was talking rubbish. I really was. Um, which some of you might think I do anyway. Um, but Kenny Pickett is the most pro-ready quarterback. He's accurate. He has got great potential to succeed at the Pittsburgh Steelers. And looking at some of his game tape and some of the way he plays, you know, I've got no doubts in my mind that the Pittsburgh Steelers have, have made the right pick at pick 20, despite what some in the media may say. So, guys, let's not second guess. Let's not criticise these seven players that we know nothing about. You cannot criticise the player... You can criticise a pick, I suppose, but you can't criticise the player. I think that's what Jeff Hartman said. Let's not criticise these guys. Let's not criticise the players yet. They haven't done anything. They haven't worn black and gold. They haven't gone into a competitive game situation. Hell, they haven't even been through a minicamp situation yet. Then let's not second guess Kevin Colbert. This was the guy's final draft. He is setting the Steelers up with a legacy, a legacy to succeed and to win again, to win that seventh Lombardi that we deserve to win. Kevin Colbert has been amazing, and seeing him break down the other day at the news conference really did choke me. You know, Kevin Colbert, I, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for all you've done for the Pittsburgh Steelers, for keeping us competitive, to keeping us as one of the top teams in the NFL for the 22 years you've been in the job. And fans, let's thank him for that, not second-guess him. Well, guys, that's it for me for Pittsburgh going on this side of the pond. Thanks for listening. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Thank you, BBO, Pittsburgh Owen giving us his take on the Pittsburgh Steelers and their 2022 draft. Now, a lot of people didn't want Kenny Pickett. Our very own Jeff Hartman was like, not Kenny, not Kenny, not Kenny. Pittsburgh Steelers select Kenny Pickett. Everyone's like, oh, some people were like that. I was like, hmm, I'll take it. But the first thing, and Jeff will agree, and everybody will agree on this. They took the first quarterback available. And when you take the first one, that means that's the guy you want. That's the guy you think fits for your system. And the more that Jeff looked at it and everybody else that didn't love the pick immediately, they had a chance to think about it. And you get a little bit more excited about it. And you're going to give this guy a chance. And that's what will happen. We might be looking at back at this pick and like the quarterback with a mullet from Pittsburgh. That was a Hall of Fame pick. That's fantastic. Good thing that they did it. Or we might not. That's what happens 
when you translate them going from soup to nuts. From actually playing. I don't even know what that soup to nuts thing means. It just sounds right. I guess is soup to nuts beginning to end. Whatever, I'm, I'm going to go with it. But all I'm saying is that that was the right pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers because they thought it was the right pick. When you asked me about the pick, do you love this pick? Do you hate this pick? I kind of gave it a Dave answer. I didn't give the, I didn't give my opinion. I channeled my inner Schofield and I said, well, at least they didn't move up to pick him. And that was my answer. I woke up the next day, more excited about it each day I wake up after the Kenny Pickett pick, because it feels like that they know how they're going to use him and they feel that he fits their organization better than anybody else. But you should have taken Malik Willis, bad. Malik Willis did not go until late in the third round to Tennessee. Because they're with as exciting as Malik Willis is. There are some deficiencies in his game that don't fit the Steelers. There's a lot to be, I mean, look at Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is an MVP in this league. Malik Willis can be an MVP in this league. But mobile quarterbacks, running quarterbacks, they get banged up. It took a while for Lamar to start getting banged up, but he really did the last season and a half. And it started to become a problem. And you also saw where when you find a way to shut down Lamar Jackson, like Brian Flores with the Miami Dolphins did, now he's with the Pittsburgh Steelers. That excites me. When you find that out, you're like, hmm, there's a way to shut this guy down. And that's exactly what they did. And and you're kind of a one-trick pony. You don't want to be a one-trick pony at quarterback. And that's that. Kenny Pickett. The thing about Kenny Pickett, he's older. Yeah. But you picked a 24-year-old quarterback bad. Doesn't matter. He has the maturity. He He stuck around for another year. He did not play in the senior bowl. After his fourth year, because he wanted to get better in the game, he is supposed to be a good decision maker. He does not have the mobility of Lamar Jackson, of Malik Willis, but he knows what to do with the mobility and he knows what to do with his legs and his brain. You saw that with the slide. Now, Mike Tomlin said, you can't do that slide in the pros. (laughs) Of course you can't. You get on the ground. You can't do that fake slide like he did in the ACC championship game. But man, he was smart enough to do it. And that's something you want with a quarterback to make good decisions on the fly. And that's something you're going to get out of Kenny Pickett. He's mobile enough for what they need. He's not Malik mobile, but he's mobile. But bad. You could have taken this guy in the third round. You didn't have to take him in the first round. You could have gotten so many other things. I want to discuss that. And we will discuss that when we come back on Bad Language from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com.
Welcome back to Bad Language on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I am Brian Anthony Davis from Behind the Steel Curtain. I just said that. I'm the podcast producer, and I'm talking NFL Draft. I'm talking Kenny Pickett. I'm talking about what you all think the Steelers should have done. You might agree with the Kenny Pickett pick, so I'm sorry if I'm pigeonholing you. I'm not trying to pigeonhole everybody. But what I'm saying is when we say you could have waited to get Kenny Pickett to the second round, to the third round, uh-uh. Let me quote Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh-uh. DTA, don't trust anybody. You know what these teams know? And if you look at any pick in the draft where somebody took a player and you thought they should have got someone somewhere else, someone instead, even the Ravens, the Ravens took a punter in the fourth round. Well, they had six picks in the fourth round, so they could afford to do that. But they took the punter that they wanted. The Browns took a kicker in the fourth round. They took the kicker they wanted. Right after that, other kickers went. Teams have intel. Teams know who's going to take what and understand that someone else is interested in a kicker, a punter, a quarterback. So if you want your guy, you take the guy there. Dave Schofield takes a lot of flack for Deontay Johnson and and his comments immediately, his knee-jerk reaction to the drafting of Deontay Johnson in 2019 with a third pick in the NFL draft. He takes a lot of flack. And one of the reasons he takes a lot of flack is because Jeff Hartman and I will never let him forget it. Because he didn't like the pick at the time. So we would joke, well, you hate Deontay Johnson. He's like, no, I don't. And we know he doesn't. But we would do that to him. We would just because that's what guys do. (laughs) That's what dudes do. We just pick on each other. They're going to, if you listen to my shows with them, you're going to hear Seattle has two losses all the time because it's a mistake I made. And they're never going to let me live that down. And I'm fine with it. I own it. And Dave does a great job of owning that. But Dave was right. To tell his true feelings at the time, maybe they could have waited for this guy. But then Dave found out something very important. He found out the buzz that not too far away was Bruce Arians and the Tampa Bay Bucks. And they wanted a receiver, and that was the guy that they were looking at. They were looking at Deontay Johnson. So the Steelers picked him where he was because. They knew they were not going to get him later. And that's just smart drafting. If there's somebody you want, something you want, you get it now. If it's high enough priority for you, you're like, well, I'm not going to get him later. I might have an alternative to this other guy, but I might not have an alternative to this guy. Hell, let's do it now. And that's what this, that's what teams do. That's what the Ravens did. With a punter, because next thing you know, a couple of punters are going. That's what the Browns did with the kicker. A couple of kickers going. So they got their guy. No one's going to say that the Ravens didn't have a good draft because they, well, they had a million picks, but that's the thing. They know what they need. They know who they want. They've got their big board and that guy worked for them. That's why they did it. Now, another quarterback did not go until the third round. I get it. 
Desmond Ritter's next. My gosh, Matt Corral is after that. Then, then you get Malik Willis or somewhere around there. But you know what? What's really interesting about this whole thing? Can you honestly tell me that no other team was going to take Kenny Pickett if the Steelers did not take him? Because obviously teams did not want to take Malik Willis. But if Pickett's available, do the Detroit Lions take him with their second pick? Possibly. Carolina takes a quarterback. Atlanta takes a quarterback. Everybody knows they want quarterbacks. Everybody assumes that they wanted Malik Willis, but doesn't mean that, I mean, you can assume all day. That's what we do in this job. We say, oh, they have a need. They took him out for dinner. They're going to love this guy. They're going to go with Malik, but we don't know internally what's going on in their room. They don't want us to know. The Steelers are being accused of doing a little trickery by throwing all this love on Malik Willis and then taking Kenny Pickett. And they didn't throw a lot of love on Kenny Pickett. They didn't have to. He works and basically lives in the building that they do. They see him every single day. When he's practicing and you're walking by, you don't think they were looking at number eight for the Pitt Panthers and saying, hmm. Just like they're looking at every other standout for the Pitt Panthers, that is what they do. So don't say that they could have waited because I can't prove it. Kenny Pickett wasn't going to last till the third round. Kenny Pickett was going to go to another team and he could have gone in the first round to another team. There were rumors that the Steelers almost traded up. Thank goodness they did not trade up because they got the guy they wanted, but they were going to trade up to Kenny Pickett. For Kenny Pickett. That means Pickett was the guy they were going to pick every single time. That's the guy they were hoping to fall to him. There was not, he was plan A. You might not like plan A. Plan A might not work out, and you will be right. But if plan A works out, you've solved your problem just like that. You did not go through. The Mark Malones, the David Woodleys, the Bubby Bristers, the Scott Campbells. You did not go through the Kent Grahams and the Neil O'Donnells and the Cordell Stewarts to get to your guy. That could be a possibility. It could blow up in your face. Mark Malone was a number one pick. But things were different back then when they took Mark Malone. All I'm saying is Kenny Pickett was the guy they wanted. And we could be mad at them for wanting him. Can't be mad at Kenny Pickett. Can't be mad at Terrell Edmonds for being a number one pick. Terrell Edmonds didn't think he was going to be a number one pick. He was in the can. He was in the bathroom when they called his name. He was like, oh, hey, I just got drafted. You know, hey, good things. That's awesome. You're you're in the turlet and something good happens. You, you come back out. It's like in Pulp Fiction, they say, I love when I... I come back from the bathroom and my meal's here and ready. He comes out of the bathroom. He's drafted. That's, that's awesome. You know, but you can't blame those guys for getting drafted. You blame the organization for doing it. They should have done this. 
They should have drafted this guy. They drafted Connor Hayward where they drafted Connor Hayward because that's who they wanted. Well, bad. The only reason they picked him, you know, was because his brother. No. And they flat out said it. We picked him because we think we can do this and that with him. Well, this means the end for Derek Watt. No, it probably ends, means the end for Trey Edmonds. You know, they do things, they don't do things to make the brothers happy. Like TJ Watt and Cam Hayward and Terrell Edmonds and the Davis brothers. They don't do that. They might do it because they know the work ethic and what they get about out of these guys. They might bring a brother in based on that. But, and and they did it before and it didn't work. They Remember, they brought in Carlos Williams to go with Vince Williams. Carlos was a pretty good running back for the Bills, but had some troubles and ended up out of football. But they tried to give him a chance on the practice squad. Didn't work out for him. But they knew what they had in Vince and they did it. Not to appease those guys, but they did it to do it. So they're going, this team's going to make decisions and we're going to second guess these decisions. And then, ah, oh, they should have done this. They shouldn't, they shouldn't have done this. We're going to have it a little later on today. We're going to find out today whether Devin Bush is getting his fifth year option exercised. And some are going to be pissed that they did it. And some are going to be pissed that they didn't do it. And the bottom line is, They know what they can do based on how they run their business, the books, everything that they do. It's just different. If you run your own business, you don't have all these people second guessing what you do. If you run an electric company or if you run a construction company or you run a restaurant, you might have fans, you might have people that use your services But what you don't have is people living and dying on it every Sunday and living vicariously through you. And that's what happens when we're fans. And that's, that's our role. And, and we're allowed to, we're allowed to live vicarious, but understand and put faith in the people that are making the decisions. And that's exactly what I'm going to do with this draft. Did the Steelers have a great draft? I don't know yet. Anybody grading this draft? And listening to grades on this draft, don't listen. How many times have the Arizona Cardinals, the Detroit Lions, and the Cleveland Browns had A-plus grades? And it doesn't mean crap. I'm Brian Anthony Davis. Thank you for listening to BTSC and Bad Language. I'm out. Until next week. And I ain't apologizing for nothing.